0: Welcome to the Grow Your Practice podcast. Hi, I'm your host, Chad Madden, owner of Madden Physical Therapy and Breakthrough. Join me each week as we dive into the best practices, systems, principles, tips, and tricks to help you grow your private practice. Welcome to the Grow Your Practice podcast. I'm your host, Chad Madden. This week, I wanted to share with you a recording from a recent webinar that I hosted. To get access to the slides and videos of this recording, you can visit getbreakthrough.com forward slash resources. Remember, this was a training hosted with a live audience. So there are real-time questions and answers that I think you will find valuable. Without further ado, let's get started. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Awesome. So our next session, which uh, we have some panelists coming to, is uh, specifically on adding the cash pay services. I know just as a practice owner myself, you know, Lot of a uh, lot of questions about you know how do I pick one, how do I improve it to um, to grow our revenue and ultimately grow our profitability as well. Um, yeah, so I know with our panel here we have four or five um, real world in the trenches people that are have solved this problem. And if you have a question, as always, just type it in the chat, and we'll make sure that. Uh, once we go through introductions and ask a few questions, we'll we'll make sure we get your questions answered as well.
1: Full house here for this session. Thank you all for joining.
0: Thank you. Awesome. So, my order is Mark, Jason, Maggie, and Tom. So, we'll go through in that order. Um, <laughs> just so I so uh, we can have the same order every time. Mark, if you can introduce yourself, um, what you, your role, the company you're with, where you're in practice, that would be great. Sure. So I'm Mark
2: Callinan. I'm a physical therapist by training. 20 years in the outpatient world. Uh, joined the Light Force team in 2017. Uh, we were acquired by a novice, now a novice, uh, in Chattanooga, and uh, we've been part of that bigger ship for about three years now. And I'm our director of medical education, so I handle all the training. Uh, things as far as how our stuff works, providing research and educating our, cons- our customers as well as therapists on how uh, technology can help you guys. So, been working with Breakthrough for about six years now. So, uh, known Chad for a while and happy to be here.
0: Thank you, Mark. Jason, you're up next.
3: Yeah, can I just start by uh, thanking Chad and the team at Breakthrough for for putting this summit on? I've been uh, to several Breakthrough events the past year. And if people haven't been to any of your events or members, and I'm not sure what the group is here, the energy and the success that y'all breed there is just amazing. So I just wanted to commend you on that, and you know, thank you for you know the invite. But uh, my name is Jason Waz, a private practice owner in Tampa, Florida. Um, first practice that really adopted the newbie device back in 2017, and hoping to share some pearls of wisdom about you know how successful that's been all across the country. So
0: thank you. Thank you, Jason. Maggie, you're up next.
1: Hi, I'm Maggie Himmer-Schmidt. Um, I have 12 years experience in outpatient orthopedics. Um, I actually work with Team Rehab, which is a company and each kind of clinic director like owns their practice. Um, so it's kind of unique in that sense. We have some of that autonomy. So
0: Thank you, Maggie and Tom.
4: Uh, Thanks, Chad. My name is Tom Lloyd. I'm one of the owners of Mawr Sports Rehab. It's a single-operation PT-owned clinic. Um, I've been one of the owners for two years. I've been practicing for almost twenty, and um, I'm here just saying, giving some uh, um, help to you guys and guidance. I use the Lightforce laser. That's that's our sole cash-based system, and yeah, it's helped us.
0: Awesome. So uh, first question is, and uh, actually, this is probably easiest for you, Jason, first. Um, we'll, we'll go in this order. Before you added the new Fit device into your private practice, what were you trying to solve? Um, what What were the major challenges that you faced at the time um, to ultimately decide to add a cash pay service? Yeah,
3: yeah. Um... To be frank, I had been in practice for 10 years and I was struggling as a business owner. You know, one of the jokes about starting any business and, and physical therapy practices aren't any different is uh, it's great to start your own business, especially if you don't know, really know what you're doing because you get to pick the 80 hours a week you work, Right. <laughs> So I was thinking, I mean, I was worn out. I was tired. And in, in my practice in Tampa, we're a bit of a boutique practice. You know, we started in 2006 and discovered the newbie device, which is what boomed our cash pay, you know, in 2017. But, uh, you know, I, as with many small practices, the owner is typically the one that all the patients ask for. And especially with what we're talking about as cash-based services, it's very, very difficult to scale your practice. Uh, especially with cash pay services, because they either, the, the person that's doing the cash pay, if somebody drives by four or five locations to take their insurance, they come to you and say, Oh, we only take cash. Like you better have a pretty darn good differentiator. And you better have an army of people who can, you know, apply that differentiator, right? In order to be able to scale your practice in that way. So I'm a big believer. We just got done with Bob and Mary, but I'm a big believer in a hybrid practice where, you know, take the better paying insurance carriers. Hire somebody like Bob to you know, make sure you get paid the quickest, the fastest, the most efficiently for the insurance side. But uh, when it comes to a cash based service, you have to have like a differentiator and boom. So long story short, you know, just get right to the numbers. Uh, my cash, you know, over the first 10 years averaged over counter. We only had two small locations it was about eight grand a month after adding a, a differentiator like, like the newbie device. And now we brought HRB and a bunch of other things to market. Um, we're regularly at 50 grand with the same square footage per month in cash. The first year of adding, you know, the newbie and charging cash for it, our net revenue per visit across all payers improved by $15 a visit. Uh, we moved locations in May. The first year I really figured out how to do cash, May of 2018. And we had the best May in our 10 year history. So, you know, if that doesn't get people awake, I don't know what will. Right. I'd be happy to kind of talk more about the ins and outs of of how to do that.
0: Awesome. So it sounds like the main thing that you were trying to solve is revenue and margins without working more hours.
3: Yeah. And, and, and being able to work on my practice instead of in my practice, right? With with cash, you know, there's a couple of reasons we go to cash. We want higher revenue with less cost, right? Uh, hopefully better outcomes because usually you'll have more time with the patient's. But also, you want a better quality of life, not just for the patient, but for the physical therapist and the practice owner. Make it if it, if we can have a system or a tool or a technology or or a device that can make your life easier. You know, that's like the holy grail, right? It's the perfect storm of
0: success. So, yeah. awesome. Thanks, Jason. And by the way, I, I saw the one question pop up for uh, NewFit RunDNA and also a Novus and the Lightforce laser. We'll have links. Uh, we can put links into the chat for everybody um, for you to go learn more about those Maggie, you're up next. Um, can you talk about you know as a clinician what life was like before I'm I just blanked it's run DNA correct okay <laughs>
3: <laughs> yes
0: but uh yeah if you can um, talk about what life was like before run DNA and ultimately what you were looking to do by adding that program that would be great.
1: Yeah. So um, I was opening a new clinic in kind of a pretty saturated area in um, the city. And so in Chicago. And so I wanted to find something um, that could differentiate me from kind of the other areas. Um, And I have a big passion for for running. I'm a big runner myself. So it kind of was like easy as like, all right, how can I kind of tie my passion, but also kind of bring it into the workforce. So um, yeah, so I got, I like ended up purchasing the run DNA camera and it was kind of one of those things, like, how can I become the preferred provider for like runners um, in the area amongst all the other, um, you know, patients that we get that come in through the door. And because I think a lot of it is just my time and my experience with running in the community and then kind of my contacts, a lot of referral sources. It's um, done wonders. Um, I feel like I've been able to successfully like, grow every month, like the volume just by having that, especially just because there's a lot of runners like around the area. And I feel like when you have something that you're passionate about and you can get behind, it really helps. Um, spread the word because then if you can get the other the individuals that come in to use it and they can like understand the product and how it will benefit them, like a lot of it has been spread by word of mouth as well.
0: Awesome, thank you, Maggie. Love mm-hmm. it. Tom, same question for Brynmar. What were you looking to? What was the main problem that you wanted to overcome in thinking of adding a cash pay service uh, with with Lightforce? Uh, the main problem was um, not
4: in, improving revenue. We weren't getting enough revenue. Um, so the main, the goal of it was to increase increase revenue and, and cash flow into the clinic um, before the light force. Um, so, and that as well as improving our quality. Uh, and I say that because we were actually following class four lasers for a little bit prior to purchasing a light force laser. This is a class four laser. Um, and we were following for a little bit. We weren't sure, but after one of the breakthrough events, talking with the the folks there and then researching it a little bit more and then implementing it, we we're like, this makes a difference in the quality of care that people are getting. And so that was the two drivers were quality of care and then improving uh, cash flow. And so it was like a, a no brainer and it's been
0: helpful. Great. Right. So the, Jason, you did a really nice job of talking about this already. Actually, Mark, I'm going to come back to you because you get to see this nationally, right? So we have Florida, Chicago, uh, Greater Philadelphia area with with Tom and Bryn Mawr. Um, But for most practices, and now you you know you've you're working in hundreds of practices, if not thousands of practices, all over um, the U.S. and probably internationally as well. What's the main reason that? Owners are coming in. What are they look, looking for? Is it that increase in revenue? Is it better outcomes? Is it more profitability? Is it just going to that hybrid practice? What, what are you seeing on a national level? And has that evolved at all in the last two or three years?
2: Well, I think the thing that gets people's attention uh, out of the gate is they see some of the research that shows what it does to tissue. So, you know, they say, oh, a laser or a shockwave, these technologies that they've heard about. There's some different flavors of them. So, you know, it's a, you got to take a little bit of a dive to really get to the bottom of it. But, um, you know, once they see that, you know, the point Tom is bringing up that he can improve outcomes, that's usually what gets the questions going, you know, with the clinicians because they see there there might be some clinical benefit. Then, you know, usually from an adoption standpoint, we found that over the years, clinicians need to feel it. You know, if they can get a demonstration, they see it, they feel it. They actually might p- apply it to some patients that they've been struggling to move the needle on. Uh, and all of a sudden they see a result in that same day, like a, a drop in pain or improve a range of motion. Um, I've seen it hundreds of times and the eyes just kind of light up like, holy cow, this, you know, really works. Um, but it doesn't matter if your practice is in Santa Monica or it's in, you know, Florida or you're up in Canada. What puts butts in the seats for most physical therapy clinics is people that are in pain. So if you have solutions, to help with pain and get patients feeling better quickly um i mean chiropractors figured that out a long long time ago with manipulative therapies and the different things they do they get people feeling different when they walk out and that is a big um uh, selling point to their practices and i think therapists for whatever reason you know we, we sort of pat ourselves on the back about our exercise programs or our great understanding of biomechanics and how we can explain the pathologies of what's going on with the person to the other degree and that's all important but at the end of the day, they just want your help to get them feeling better. So having these tools, these advanced technologies that can actually do that, um, in some cases, ways that even if you're the best manual therapist in the world, you can't do uh, without the help of these devices, um, you can start changing those pain complaints very quickly. And that is what gets people's attention. And it trickles all the way down through your practice with compliance, cancellation rates, things of that nature better net uh, promoter scores that are going to have people saying, Hey, I went over to so-and-so's clinic and they have this technology. And within a visit or two, I was feeling so much better. It was amazing. That sort of buzz can really change your practice.
3: Can can I add to that as both, you know, kind of a practice owner and also as I guess you would consider me an equipment rep, you know, because, you know, i work really closely. So but the way I work as an equipment rep is I bring new things such as the newbie in 2017 and like now HRV, which has been around a while, heart rate variability. But we kind of figured out how to bring it to market in physical therapy is. uh, And so we don't have all the data that like laser has yet. Right. They have immense data. But as a practice owner and, and using my clinic as kind of like a Petri dish and a clinical testing lab to kind of figure out what works and develop protocols. But as a practice owner, when you're bringing something new in, absolutely, in cash pay, you want reimbursement to improve. And I work with—I've worked with over 300 clinics across the country and probably 4,000 therapists, kind of onboarding this tech. The next thing is—is is they want to know. Okay, they're really scared to do this because it's usually a pretty big percentage of what they collect. But they want to know how do they get rid of their lowest payer? Like we all see those patients come in, and we don't dislike the patient, but when you see they have the insurance that costs us more than we make. It kind of puts a bad taste in your mouth, right? So the next thing is, okay, I have a differentiator. How do I convert this lowest payer to drop that insurance payer and charge cash for it? And how am I going to do that and not lose money every quarter? We have a clinic in Durango, Colorado that we work with that she's been in business forever. She was deathly afraid of dropping one of the biggest carriers, That was 30% of her total you know, patient caseload finally convinced her to do it after talking to her four years in a row at PPS. (laughs) She did it last year. Q1 of this year, her net revenue per visit after dropping her lowest payer, but her biggest volume of insurance referral went up in quarter one of this year after she was able to drop them by adding a cash pay differentiator. So that's, that's really big. And as a practice owner, eventually you want to be able to see the patients that you want to see, but you don't want to have to be in the the clinic. Right. I mean, I, I heard you talk in chat and you can attest to this with your evolution of your career, right? Like you love seeing patients and I do too, but there's other things that you can do by teaching others to kind of have be an extension of your hands. Once you can kind of get out there and talk to more people and that's you're real powerful as well.
0: Yeah, exactly. Th- thanks for that sharing Jason and also uh, Mark. So we got this question twice from Christian and also uh, Nikki David. Can you talk about price? So Mark, we'll start with you for uh, the light force laser and shockwave. What's the range of the packages that you're seeing about how practices sell this? And then we'll go to Maggie and Jason and Tom as well.
2: So when you think about pricing cash modalities, it is a little different than what you're traditionally familiar with. I mean, we just spent you know, a couple hours listening to Bob and different discussions about how you're going to maximize your revenue per session for billing code and those things. And so you get very tied in as physical therapists of what am I getting for this session in front of me? Um, Because of the technology that, you know, that I'm involved with, and I, I can't speak to, you know, the newbie as well, but with the shockwave, as well as the laser technology, patients require usually a handful of visits to get the max benefit from it. So call it six to 10 visits on average. So you can basically, as Chad mentioned, uh, introduce a package price for these, and it does a couple things. Because when I first heard about it as a physical therapist, when I first got into this, I was like, "What are you talking about? We don't charge in packages. You know, we charge per session." And I was like, "This is never going to work." But then started to get my head around it. And what it will do is that you're getting a commitment from your patient. You know, you're going to explain what the technology can do and how it's going to help them, and they nod their head and go, "Okay, I see." You know, that it did help on today. And you say, "To get the max benefit, we need to do four or five more treatments." And they go, "Okay." So they put down their, you know, credit card or they put down their uh, health savings card and, you know, they swipe it for a couple hundred bucks. And then what you have then is a commitment from that patient. So what you're going to see is that they're going to now be much more incentivized to return for their following five or six visits. So you're going to see cancellation rate change and what have you. So you're going to get benefit that's sort of a hidden second huge benefit, you know, on, on lowering cancellation rate by a point or two can make a huge difference in your practice. But as far as the, the charge for the service, since it's generally not covered by the insurance companies. They don't recognize it. Whether you're in-network, out-of-network, you can charge for this as a separate uh, service, basically. And the average reimbursement is around $50 uh, nationally for a laser treatment, uh, similar for Shockwave treatments. Uh, and so you're talking about a package of six, you're going to be looking at roughly $300 a patient. And, uh, you know, I might be getting ahead of myself, but the, f- the first thing that people start doing when they're trying to wrap their head around this, they're just like, well, there's no way people are going to pay $50 for this. And I can tell you, they will, because if it gives the result they're looking for, it drops pain, and it's going to cut down the time they're going to spend with you, that all is value add uh for the patient. So uh the second piece of it is that every patient in your practice doesn't have to do it for it to be successful. So if you're getting, you know, 25 to 30% of the patients that come in every month to Get a package, you can do some very quick back of the napkin math and see what that's going to do to your practice. But um, obviously, if you're in a very high rent district, if you're in Southern California or you're in New York City, that number goes up more like $75 a visit. But, you know, middle cut uh, in, in the US, I'd say it's right around $50 a visit.
0: Thanks, Mark. By the way, we're going to do that back of the napkin math here in the very next session. So, Maggie, you're next. Uh, if you can talk about their, their run assessments and what you're doing there for your training right. sessions. That'd be great. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah, for sure. Um, so I kind of do as a package, so I have them come in, um, it's usually like an hour, hour and a half for the first session. Um, and that's when we do like the whole video gate analysis, look at their running, um, and kind of talk through what that is. Um, so we charge, um, uh, one, um, kind of flat rate for that first visit, um, which, uh, I've been charging like two fifty. Um, and then I, what I do is like, uh, after that, I kind of see kind of what the patients need, how much they're actively training, things like that. And then I create packages. um, So how many visits we'll schedule out from there, whether they come back from just another one, three kind of, and I'll incorporate both, um, some physical therapy um, as well as just overall gait retraining based on what the video shows. And for that, it kind of depends. Um, I do charge around like 100 to um, 150 a visit for that, um, where we going through all the stuff that we learned. And sometimes it's been nice because then they can sometimes it converts them into patients as well.
0: Um, Great. So, I mean, it, quick summary is you're getting roughly 150 to 175 bucks an hour in cash to provide the assessment and the the treatment as well. Yeah. Thanks, Maggie. Jason.
3: Uh, I got a lot to say on this one. I'll try to do the cliff note version. <laughs> uh Short answer. What was which is what everybody really wants. We charge two hundred for an eval, cash and one hundred and fifty per visit, and that's including if we don't take your insurance, you're out of network, you have a big deductible. It's the same. And the way we do it again, we're a little bit different because you know, especially with the newbie, it can and and I think should be utilized on every single patient. Ninety uh, percent of the patients, it's totally usable. It's only contraindicated on the normal E stem contraindications, the three, you know, and it's just like a ten x multiplier. But so. Um, What we do in our clinics and what I recommend, especially if you have a hybrid practice where you take some insurance and you have a relatively notable cash pay program is, at least in the very beginning, I recommend using at least the newbie on every single patient it's appropriate on. Because patients, especially if it's something new that they don't know about in your area, because patients... If they can experience it kind of like giving them a sample during, you know, regular physical therapy that they thought they were already coming in for, uh, those patients will likely convert to a cash based patient. If you can introduce optimal health things like helping your autonomic nervous system and doing strength training with it during their physical therapy session. But like I said, my clinic. Uh, we use it like that. We still use it on you know, everybody from Medicare patients to cash based patients. And we just have a flat fee, whatever you need. If your cash, you know, however much you need it, you're there an hour. It's 200 for the first session and 150 after that. Also, for those that don't do a lot of cash that are on this on this, uh, you know, summit, I don't recommend um, at least for physical therapy or training to do half hour sessions because what happens is patients always see the lower price point and you end up keeping them there 45 to 50 minutes anyway. So you can't get two people in an hour anyway. People are okay if they know your price is, you know, roughly per hour and it's a flat fee. So, and like I said, our, our revenue over counter collections, you know, with one clinic that's 1200 square feet and one that's 2600 square feet, uh, we're doing about 45 to 50 K a month just by using the technology on everybody experience, letting everybody experience it. But, funneling the cash-based patients into payers that we no longer have ever taken or don't want to take, but we can still see you under a cash-based program. So that's kind of how we do it.
4: Thanks,
0: Jason. Tom, what are you doing?
4: We are primarily insurance-based, so we brought in the laser just to help supplement. So we we just run it on, we, we give a free trial to every person and we go through, a, we're pretty systematic about it. All right, where's your pain? It hurts when you lift up here. Zero out of ten. What number is that? Do it. How you lift it a little higher? Great. Zero out of ten. What number is it? And and say okay, it sells itself. All right. The pain is better. You're moving more easily. And so um, it's just trying to find the, the hard part is like which people do we use it on? Everyone. Uh, well, we don't use it on everyone. We we um, we use it on people that we think would would benefit from it and 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 purchase into it. Uh, we saw it in packages uh, and I was just gonna say package of like three, six, ten, or twenty. Um, and we put the twenty in there, not because we expect to sell twenty, but because people will like like Jason said, they're gonna look through the middle. Um, I'll get a six or ten. We primarily sell packages of ten and then upgrade. Package of ten is, or six is three hundred and sixty-five. Put that in there. Three hundred and sixty-five um, is what we charge, is what we landed on. And uh, we average 14 packages a month, and we don't really push it really hard. We just say, all right, there you go. If you want to sign up, go to, to the team members up front and sign up for a package. And we leave right. it at
2: that.
0: Yeah. So reading through, um, Jason had talked about um, you're selling one-hour treatment sessions. It seems like, Maggie, you talked about how long to do an assessment and also delivery. Tom, how long does it take you to deliver um, one laser laser session? Her five shot. minutes, so, 10 minutes tops. Okay. So you could do four to six of those an hour pretty easily.
4: Yeah. We typically incorporate them during a patient's visit. Um, they can come in for just laser and we just put it as a 15 minute time slot and it doesn't
0: take it at all. Great. So we got, there's some really good questions in here. We'll work our way through um, the, think about problems that you had rolling this out. If you can go to when you first put this into your clinic. One, a common one that comes up is incentivizing your staff. How did you do that? Do you do that? Um, is it, you know, is it tied into the profitability of the whole clinic? Do you bonus at all? Do you not bonus? How do you think through that? We'll start with you, Jason. Um, I'm sorry. I was just reading the question.
3: Say that last part again. <laughs> I yeah, be, the, I got distracted by Adam. Adam said something on the
0: question. Well, it, it might not even apply. So for your team, your yeah, selling, got, okay, the
3: incentive, incentive. Yeah, yeah, I think the biggest fear for anybody when you're talking about cash in any medical business, unless you're a, a dentist or a vet or, or maybe a chiropractor, I'm, you know, those people are they're they're much better at selling, right? But there's a famous quote from Mark Cuban when he's talking about you know, having salespeople. And he's like, if you're the owner of a business, you better be the best salesperson in your business, right? First and foremost. So if you're deathly afraid of selling anything. But the second thing is selling isn't really selling if you believe in it. It's just educating, right? We are in Harrisburg and I asked, well, where's the best pizza place? Somebody told me where the best pizza place is. They don't have any steak in the pizza place, but they were happy to tell me where the best pizza place was, right? So the, that's the hard part with with Staff level clinicians or people who are supposed to sell is is letting them know that you're not really selling, but you're educating, which in my with the newbie, since you could use it on almost everybody, it's much easier because you let them introduce it under the course of normal therapy. And I should say we do have clinics that only charge cash for the newbie and they're making 100 grand a year on per machine, you know, so they're only doing cash. You're not doing any like insurance billing with it. But my staff really is incentivized because, you know, we we book everybody on an hour anyway, you know, because of the way we're set up with the best paying insurance carriers. So so they're not really incentivized, but they're incentivized by total number of visits per week. Like I only require my therapist to see 40 patients per week. If they get to 44 per week on average, they get a bonus every pay period. And if the clinic collectively sees 44 patients per pay period, you know everybody that's in the clinic, every single person, including the front desk, gets an extra $500 per month if they do that over 6 months they get a whole extra paycheck so it's it's kind of like we incentivize everybody to work as a team so everybody sells visits because the way we're set up is our net revenue per visit is pretty high anyway you know because of the the payer mix so
0: awesome and what what was the place to get pizza in harrisburg I want to know. I
3: forget what it was. There's a lot of like, there's a lot of uh, <laughs> like steak and, and seafood places. That's where they always directed us. <laughs> yeah,
0: I'm, I'm glad they didn't say like pizza hut or Domino's or something. <laughs> oh, Not uh, that there's anything wrong with that. But yeah. <laughs> Great. So Maggie, uh, anything you do for your team in terms of uh, incentivizing?
1: Um, i think just kind of the natural structure of how kind of our clinic is set up um i as we are more profitable and do that um, we have an opportunity for my staff to get some of that profit sharing with it so by being able to bring in more money and be uh, and increase our revenue like then they also see the benefit of that so kind of not only, you know, getting patients better, but then they see the benefit of like, oh, hey, if we continue to adding these services and really take on these because of some of the insurances that we take, obviously reimbursement is low. Um, they kind of see that. So that's kind of the incentive that we use for that.
0: Right. So it sounds like a like a global profit sharing type program that you have.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Awesome. Tom? We
4: are very team oriented We for our, for our laser in particular. So we have different incentives going on. Laser incentives. We have not every month, but maybe six, eight months of the year. And it's a team thing, like a team outing, team apparel, um, because it takes a team. So I want the team members up front to be on it. Hey, Hey, how'd the laser go? Oh, I had it done on my shoulder. And we our team members, our front desk staff have had lasers done on whatever ailment and very successfully used it. So they can testify to it as well. And yeah, it's a team team team-based incentive. Um, and if we hit a certain number of packages sold per month, then we hit our goal and everyone gets a new vest or something.
0: They get a new what?
4: A vest, like a like a brimar Sports Rehab vest apparel.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> like the fleece vest. Yeah, a fleece
4: vest you. or right. something.
0: So I always tell my
3: patients, you don't need to wear it to our clinic if it's a patient or if it's a therapist. Wear it when you're outside. That's where you're supposed to wear it to advertise a little <laughs> bit. <you know?" laughs>
0: Great. Um, The next topic that I want to talk about is getting the word out. Mark, I know um, you and the Innovus team, you have a very specific program that you roll out to help practice owners create awareness around the services that you're offering. Can you talk about that? And then we'll go through about what each one of you are doing primarily for your patient list and also to cold traffic, cold public as well
2: yeah so you know we' do a variety of different campaigns and things, but you know when you purchase one of our devices, you get a very large amount of marketing assets that you can use for digital media, print media, things in the clinic to hand to patients, things of that nature so um it comes with a full packet when you get that but um you know we we try to work closely with breakthrough uh as far as you know making sure that you know our equipment and their funnels and things are compatible, and they work together, so it's not like you have to go out on some separate island to To promote these devices that works very nicely within the structure breakthrough and we're going to try to do some things in the very near future to make that even easier so um our goal is to just make this a very turnkey type situation for you guys
0: thank you mark jason
3: yeah we also have a very robust i call it the uh the marketing vault i have one with my company new pt tech that's more for the practice owner and the new fit which i also work with has a huge vault of of materials that you can kind of co-brand but Uh, You know, we use social, uh, we work with some of the news stations to do kind of, you know, short stories on, you know, the PT, you see the PT challenges where you have to stand up with one leg in the air, you know, things like that to get people uh, notified about it. Um, You know, we had a program where uh, it's kind of, there's a very specific cadence of kind of posting and we we have a CRM for outgoing, you know, campaigns as well but where you post like, get ready for the next big thing. And then we might say, okay, it's coming in two weeks. And you kind of have a cadence of a buildup. Uh, and then with something new, like we just launched a long COVID program where we were doing three heart rate variability screens. So, you know, we, uh, every month we're in a health and wellness publication that goes into doctor's offices. And it's more or less like a, like Time Magazine, it's not trying to sell something, but it's bringing people's attention to things. And at the you know bottom, we'll have an ad saying, "If you want to come in and get your free optimal health screen to see why you're feeling tired, why you're you know having road rage, why you're arguing with your spouse and not sleeping without realizing why you're doing it," you know. So we kind of tie in like that, but a lot of it's like you know local stuff. But uh, you know, hearing again. It, this is not solicited because I'm not currently a, a breakthrough customer, but like hearing what the stories that people say, you know, there's like you know, 100, 150, 200 people at you know each of the last four conferences I've been to as a vendor, and you know, uh, y'all seem like you have it nailed down
0: as to how to do that. <laughs> Patient education is key yeah, thing. it's, right. it's educating, not selling, right? <laughs> yeah, awesome. Maggie, what do you do to get the word out?
1: Yeah. So obviously, um, tell the patients that we have, um, but I've also gone out and I have like, she's uh, pamphlets, things like that, um, where I go and bring it to the referral sources I have. Um, and then I'm engaged in, or involved in a lot of like the running groups. Um, so I'll go there and kind of show them like what the camera can do to keep them running, keep them um, healthy, uh, achieve their goals. And then we'll go to some expos and things like that, because obviously you want to pertain to that. Um, and it's that's been a way to really get um, the device out there, show people what the camera can do and how to keep all of them moving.
0: Yeah. In all fairness, with with Doug um, at one of the events, I think it was Orlando. I did a literally hopped on the treadmill for ten minutes. Not even that. I I think I ran for thirty seconds. Yeah. Um, so as I was keeled over trying to recover, no, was About that. Bad. Um, yeah. He he walked me through the process and sent me the exercise program, the progression, and everything else. It was pretty slick. I appreciate it. Didn't he ask you after you finished out? Aren't you a wrestler? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> not a runner. <laughs> I said I'm a horrible runner and he said actually not that bad. Uh-huh. So that was how the conversation went. Uh-huh. Um but yeah then he corrected it uh which was needed. Um yeah Tom what what do you do for your marketing and getting the word out?
4: Well, we're learning. Uh I we do nothing really. <laughs> Breakthrough. Um one thing I really we do very little. Um uh, I did. I worked with Adam at, at Lightforce or Innovus, um, Adam Arman, and he I, he. I was giving them some feedback on what would be helpful from you all to help us. And we see docs. We see docs' families as patients of ours, and and I was like, the hardest patients to convince are doctors, because they're like, oh, it's one new thing that's just a fad. So I was like, it'd be helpful if you guys could put together like um, some literature, uh, just a, a base literature of review articles, journal articles. So they did. And then so then I took that and I went to some offices and just dropped it off and handwritten. Hey, I wasn't a believer, too. Or, hey, check this out or um, something. And actually, that helped convince quite a few docs to send some people over for some laser care. So partnering with Lightforce and and, and you guys and, and getting some literature and, and education out there to the docs and referral sources. Um, word of mouth of our own folks. And then. Um, Breakthrough has a has a laser campaign, which I plan to run during a slow season, January. I don't know about you guys, but January is kind of slower for us because of deductibles. I just I just posted the numbers right now. We had a 54% open rate of the email campaign that Breakthrough already has with Lightforce. 54% open rate. We had 34 people come in just to try a laser, just random old patients of ours. Something hurts, come in, try it. 34 people tried it. Um, 25 signed up for our packages right there. Um, meaning like they just tried it once I went through that same progression or another partner of mine did, um, where does it hurt? How much does it hurt? So we went through a quick trial with, with them and yeah, it's pretty two out of three signed up for a package of just cold people coming in.
3: Um, and give me the hook if I keep like wanting to interject, if it means has no value to anybody out there, but I was just kind of, uh is you know he was talking i just wrote something down is we all if you have something that is a differentiator which all of these products and services are so your clinic the clinics that have any of these products are already a differentiator whether it's run dna light force whatever you're going to get an aha factor from a patient pretty quickly like they're like wow i've never had that response before when i've gone to six other physical therapy places you'll get that quite a bit when you have a differentiator that just works the thing that drives me nuts, and especially if, you know, for those non owners on the call, you probably heard your own staff doing it. When somebody says, you know, you know, this Mary came in and had a newbie set, she's like, wow, I can stand up straight for the first time in five years. You know, should Uncle Bob that lives down the street from me come in and get therapy? Because you know, he's in therapy somewhere else. And I never hear him talking about how good he's doing. The therapist, or you know, if you're not the owner, it's not they've already done their job. They've given you a lead to introduce you to a new patient. Don't say, Yeah, have Uncle Bob call me. Here's my number. No. What's Uncle Bob's number? Let me give it to my receptionist. Let me call Uncle Bob. Just make sure you mention it to him so he doesn't hang up on me. That, you, like, how long does it take to get that one lead? That's absolutely going to come in 100. You know, Chad. I mean, it's, it takes a lot, right, to get that one lead, and they just they just hand it to you on a silver platter. So take advantage of those opportunities when you say word of mouth. Word of mouth. That's how we. That's how we grew. Like. 200% in the first two years, bringing the newbies is like, they're seeing more of those aha factors. And it's like, no, bring them up to our front desk. Sabrina will get their information. She's going to get them on the schedule to try it. You know?
0: Yeah. J- Jason, I completely agree with you there. Um, Acres of diamonds is the Russell Conwell story that I always go to. Like we're, we're walking over, like you said, gifts on a platter and ignoring it. The, and I think you're right. A lot of us as clinicians will hand the card and say, here, give this to them. And w- what we found, or what I've learned from other owners, is asking what's the best way for us to get Uncle Bob the help that he needs yeah. and then have the patient originate that. And it's typically we're calling them. Yeah. So, yeah, I completely agree with you there. Um, super helpful. The are there, I'm going to give you a, a very common, I think we're caught up in questions uh, for the most part, but uh, a common problem that I see with owners is in this situation and all of your experience now you have your systems up and running if you can think back did you have any issues at all with um therapists with clinicians dropping the, your process with laser or dropping how you're doing a, a running assessment with run dna or dropping out well we don't need new fit on every patient right they have a vestibular issue why would i do a you know a master reset with this patient um, can you talk about how you breathe life back into the program and help that clinician come back to reality and, and get buy-in Tom, we'll start with you.
4: Uh, I, that's a great question. I mean, I, I don't know. <laughs> uh, Brett, it's, Brett it's,
3: it's, good. No, just
4: <laughs> it's, it's still relatively new for us. And, and, and the only time we've, so, and this is from a leadership standpoint, this is me. Informing them, we run incentives for our team at certain points because I know this is going to be a slower time. So we're going to strategize and use laser to help facilitate it. March, April, May, it's really busy for us. So, um, I haven't been pushing it from a leadership standpoint. And yeah, they're not doing a whole lot of laser campaigns. I'm getting eight, nine, 10 instead of 14, but that's okay. I'm getting visits in instead. So I, I'm sorry.
0: I haven't, I don't have an answer for you, Chad. No, no problem. Uh, Maggie, anything that you've seen that, do, how many other clinicians do you have in your, your I clinic? Have Two other
1: clinicians in my clinic?
0: Great. So any, uh, lack of compliance or anything that you have to breathe life back into in terms of your, the program as you have it right now?
1: Um, I mean, sometimes it's just like reminding them, like, especially if it's a patient that's in there. Um, I feel like just realizing like, Hey, like we want to make sure that we're really getting them to their full potential and back to everything they want. So sometimes it's just I just have to have that discussion with my staff therapist. So say they're treating a runner and, you know, their strength is back and all this stuff, but like, how can, and like kind of educating them like this would be more benefit, or this will help them even more to continue to achieve their goals. And just sometimes it's just reminding them like, okay, like we get caught up in like just treating them and that, but how else can we kind of, over, you know, get them maybe above hundred percent. Right. Like they can sometimes even see the results even more where they're like, wow, I'm back running faster in a sense and like better than more efficient, you know, than I was even before I came in, um, as a patient. So that's kind of what I do is I kind of like, Hey, remember these are things, um, if it kind of falls off and they're like, not, not always considering it.
0: Yeah. So it sounds like you're having a one-on-one conversation and creating awareness around it. Yeah. Perfect. Jason.
3: Well, uh, you have to have a standard operating procedure, an SOP with anything that you feel like could possibly be value to a patient when they come in, especially if it's a cash thing or whatever, whatever it is that you have that again, differentiates you, whether you think they need it on the first visit or will ever need it. Somebody comes in with a stroke, you're probably not going to use the laser, right? Unless they have a tendon issue. I don't know enough about it, but I'm just talking idiotically right now, but like, right. You know, so you're like, why would I tell the person had the stroke about the laser? But starting from the front desk, anybody that fronts and is in front of the patient ever, hey, we also have these things that we may utilize you at some point. You know, again, with the newbie, we're lucky because you can use that in almost everything. And so our SOP is, you know, in the first visit, we have a single page PDF. Hey, this is unique technology that makes our practice different. You know, we're going to probably assess you with it. Uh, at the end of the evaluation, they do what we call mapping to so where we can identify two spots with 100% certainty, to at least where the, prior, the neurological problem is that's causing pain, whether it's an orthopedic issue or neuro. Uh, we tell the patients that within the first four sessions, they're going to notice some change, most likely for the better. And we tell them that every single therapist in our practice is trained to get those same results. So immediately they hear, they told me I could find a spot, 100% certainty. I never hear that in physical therapy. Four sessions, you're going to, I'm going to hold you to it. <laughs> I get calls up from all across the country. I'm on the third session. You said four. There's not saying they're great yet. What do I do? And I kind of throw some pixie dust and tell them you know, how to get that response. But also everybody in here, You mean, I don't just have to see you, the owner for this. Everybody can get this like wizardry done to me when I come in. And so if you have an SOP and that's an extreme, but that is our SOP with the newbie. If you have that, we don't have a problem with drop off because it's our SOP and everybody knows it and is expecting to kind of at least start there you have clinical decision-making, your GPTs, right? You're not going to be forced to do something that isn't ever going to work or is contraindicated, but we want to have a, we want to have that education where you do it the first time the same way every time and that helps immensely.
0: Great. Thank you, Jason. Mark, you're going to back clean up here, but while you're doing, if you can talk about uh, owner problems that you see and how you help them overcome that, that would be great. While Mark's preparing his answer, if you could give some some love to uh, Tom and Maggie and Jason and Mark in the chat. That would be great. Uh,
2: well, I can't believe I want to sit here and agree with Jason. <laughs>
3: <laughs> we go out to dinner. We're friendly.
4: <laughs>
2: I, I think having a process in your facility is huge. So whether you say, Hey, on the second visit, everybody walks in, they're going to get uh, you know exposed to this technology or whatever technology you have so that it's just part of your your rhythm and operating procedure in the facility. That's huge because it takes the decision-making away from your clinician, which, you know, on the surface, you might say that sounds so draconian, but the bottom line is, is that your clinicians generally are super empathetic people. They don't want to charge anybody a penny. They feel like the person in front of me can't afford this, so I'm not going to talk about it. They make all these judgments about who's sitting in front of them, and they're usually based on the wrong premises. So if you can just make it standardized, like, hey, if it's a good candidate, they get a trial on the second visit or third visit, whatever you guys figure out works for your clinic. And in doing so, your batting average will go up because it's going to impress patients and they're going to go, wow, I feel better. I want to do it. And your your own clinicians will be surprised at how many people do put their hand up and say, I want to do that. People that they might have, you know, pre-screened in their own mind that they thought w- wouldn't. But I would say what you're going to see traditionally in your clinic is say you have four treaters. There's going to be one of the four that's going to be lukewarm. And so what I would do is keep your eyes out, you know, take a look at what the average, you know, uh, package, not selling, but the, the participation on, on average schedules are. And if you see that you have one, you know, person that's really below par for the rest of the staff, you might want to pull them aside and just go, hey, I noticed not a big fan of this technology, can you tell me why? And they're probably going to point to either I don't either I'll get it or I don't have time or I don't know do the research, whatever their reason is, you try to address that, you know, head on, give them some information, contact someone like me who I can give them the the studies and what have you to to get the the science behind the problem. And then after that, you just observe and watch it again. And and usually if it's sincere, they will turn around a little bit. But if not, then it might require a little bit more of a discussion or what have you. But I would say if that's the one-off, you're know, you just going to deal with the one person. But I think a proactive thing to do for your staff and to keep everybody engaged because it shows up, everybody's excited, you know, they're, they're figuring it out. People are excited about it, but then they get back into their busy schedules two, three months later, and sometimes some of the luster comes off. So I, I usually recommend like once a month, have a brown bag lunch where you go over a couple cases, you know, on what's worked, what hasn't worked. Um, and you can start sharing some ideas and make sure that it just stays fresh in people's mind um, so that they can they can do that. But um, other than that, I, I think, you know, or the incentive things that you guys for the clinics that decide to do that, obviously there's some monetary reasons why they would want to do it or not do it. But what I found, and, and maybe you guys, you know, Tom and your staff, you know, maybe it's different, but I, I found that clinicians, the real grease, you know, on the, on the, on the axle, is seeing those great outcomes. So when they start doing these treatments and they see yes. patients the eyes light up, like how oh, I feel better than I felt in weeks or months. And it's because they made an assessment and they applied a treatment and did it well. It doesn't matter if it's a manual technique or it's a, Something with technology. That's what generally gets people out of bed in the day. And I, I think these devices make that a lot easier to, to have that become much regular, more regular, so their hit rates go up. And in doing so, um, everybody wins. Patients win, the staff gets energized by it, and obviously it can help the bottom line as well. Thanks, Mark.
1: Thank you, Mark, Jason, Maggie, Tom. You were all awesome. Thank you so much for being here and sharing such valuable information.
0: Thank you, guys. And fun. If you're watching this video right now, I'm going to guess that you're a practice owner who's battling against declining reimbursements, upward pressure on cost, increased cost of operating your practice day to day, and also shrinking profit margins. So to answer that, here at Breakthrough, we just launched a new program called Profit Under Pressure. And in Profit Under Pressure, you're going to get three primary things. The first is a 13-week masterclass where we're talking through the advanced, latest principles on marketing your practice so you can fill space that is the space of your clinics you can fill your therapist schedules um, with direct-to-consumer marketing Um, you're also going to get any time that we solve one problem in our practice we usually create another problem so the one thing that we're hearing a lot of is you know how do i calculate my finances so we have specific training in the 13-week masterclass around how to help you uh, plan and project to be financially project to be more profitable. And then as a bonus, when you apply and get into the course, the other problem that we often create is now we need to hire therapists. So I've never seen a market like this where it's been so difficult to source and ultimately hire therapists and also retain them. So we're going to have a specific training as a bonus for you around that. Plus you're going to get the breakthrough software, which is the same exact software that I use in my practice to get Direct to consumer marketing patients, uh, primarily from our patient list and also from cold traffic marketing. So if you're looking to grow your practice, you're looking to increase your profit margins to have a more sustainable, more viable practice. Uh, this is the course for you. Just a few years ago, you know, there was lots of trends here that are working against us that the, the current's not moving in the right way. So a few years ago, the industry average was uh, 14.6% in private practice PT in terms of margins and profitability. Today that number is significantly less and it looks like with another Medicare cut on the horizon that many of us are gonna be facing even more pressure. This course is how to help you navigate that. So how do you add a cash pay service? How do you negotiate with uh, insurance payers? How can you drop a low payer? That's all gonna be covered in the course that 13 week masterclass. And also don't forget you get the bonus on incentivizing, uh, retaining PTs, uh, how to source, how to hire, and um, how to do that as well. So it's gonna help you grow your team, be more profitable. Here's the deal, you have to apply to get in. We wanna make sure that you're a practice owner. We don't work with uh, hops practices, pops practices, uh, that type of PT, we only work with private practices. So you do have to apply. I know as of this recording, I believe this class is currently already fully occupied. Um, So when you apply, we'll make sure that you get into the next possible class if you are a fit and if this program is right for you, just scroll down below. You can fill out the application in less than five minutes and somebody from our team will schedule a call with you, walk through, make sure that you're a good fit for the program and this is the right solution for you. Remember to visit GetBreakthrough.com to access our free resource library designed specifically for private practice growth. While you're there, make sure you register for a complimentary growth assessment to learn about potential opportunities for growth in your local market. Again, thank you for tuning into the Grow Your Practice podcast and supporting our mission to help people in pain get back to normal naturally.